Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read through the entire Bible every year, following the weekly Torah portions. Every day we read a consecutive portion from the Torah, the Prophets, the Writings, and the Apostles, or the New Testament. I am Harriet, and I will be your reader today. And today we have the 5th of July, or the 16th of Tammuz, on the Hebrew calendar. Today in history, the golden calf is made. According to tradition, we can read in Exodus chapter 32, quote, Now when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people assembled about Aaron and said to him, Come, make us a god who will go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. The parasha, the name of the parasha this week is Pinchas or Finhas in English, and the Torah reading will be from Numbers, Bamidbar, chapter 27, verse 6 through verse 23. Before we start reading the scripture, let's thank and bless the Lord for giving us his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. So we start our reading in Numbers 27, 6. And the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, The daughters of Selophehad speak right. You shall surely give them a possession of an inheritance among their father's brothers. You shall cause the inheritance of their father to pass to them. And you shall speak to the sons of Israel, saying, If a man dies and has no son, then you shall cause his inheritance to pass to his daughter. If he has no daughter, then you shall give his inheritance to his brothers. If he has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to his father's brothers. If his father has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to his kinsman who is next to him of his family, and he shall possess it. This shall be a statute and ordinance for the sons of Israel, as the Lord commanded Moshe. Then the Lord said to Moshe, Go up into this mountain of Avarim and see the land which I have given to the sons of Israel. When you have seen it, you also shall be gathered to your people, as Aharon your brother was gathered. Because in the strife of the congregation you rebelled against my word in the wilderness of Zin to honor me as holy at the waters before their eyes. These are the waters of Meribah, of Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin. Moshe spoke to the Lord, saying, Let the Lord, the God, the Spirit, God of the spirits of all flesh, appoint a man over the congregation who may go out before them, and who may come in before them, and who may lead them out, and who may bring them in, 
that the congregation of the Lord may not be as sheep which have no shepherd. So the Lord said to Moshe, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Ruach, and lay your hand on him. Set him before Elazar the Kohen and before all the congregation, and commission him in their sight. You shall give authority to him that all the congregation of the sons of Israel may obey. And he shall stand before Elazar the Kohen, who shall inquire for him by the judgment of the Urim before the Lord. At his word they shall go out, and at his word they shall come in, both he and all the sons of Israel with him, even all the congregation. Moshe did as the Lord commanded him. He took Yeshua and set him before Elazar the Kohen and before all the congregation, and he laid his hands on him and commissioned him as the Lord spoke to Moshe. That was Numbers 27, 6 through 23. Now we have our portion from the prophets, and we are reading in the prophet Ezekiel or Yechetzkel, and today we will read chapters 8 and 9. And it came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I sat in my house, and the elders of Yehuda sat before me, that the hand of the Lord, the Lord, fell on me there. Then I looked, and behold, a likeness as the appearance of fire, from the appearance of his waist and downward, fire, and from his waist and upward, as the appearance of brightness, as it were glowing metal. He stretched out the form of a hand, and took me by a lock on my hair, and the Ruach lifted me up between heaven and earth, and brought me in the visions of God to Jerusalem, to the door of the gate of the inner court that looks toward the north, where there was the seat of the image of jealousy, which provokes to jealousy. Behold, the glory of the God of Israel was there, according to the appearance that I saw in the plain. Then he said to me, Son of man, lift up your eyes now the way toward the north. So I lifted up my eyes the way toward the north, and saw northward of the gate of the altar this image of jealousy in the entry. And he said to me, Son of man, do you see what they do? The great abominations that the house of Israel commit here, that I should go far off from my sanctuary. But you will again see yet other great abominations. And he brought me to the door of the court, and when I looked, behold, a hole in the wall. Then he said to me, Son of man, dig now in the wall. When I had dug in the wall, I saw a door. And he said to me, Go in and see the wicked abominations that they do there. So I went in and looked, and behold, every sort of creeping things, abominable animals, and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed around on the wall. Seventy men of the elders of the house of Israel stood before them. In the middle of them, Yaazaniah the son of Shaphan, stood 
every man with his censer in his hand, and the smell of the cloud of incense went up. Then he said to me, Son of man, have you seen what the elders of the house of Israel do in the dark, every man in his rooms of imagery? For they say, The Lord does not see us. The Lord has forsaken the land. He also said to me, You will again see more of the great abominations which they do. Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the house of the Lord, which was toward the north, and I saw the woman sit there weeping for Tammuz. He said to me, Have you seen this, son of man? You will again see yet greater abominations than these. And he brought me into the inner court of the house of the Lord, and I saw at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, there were about twenty-five men with their backs toward the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east, and they were worshipping the sun toward the east. Then he said to me, Have you seen this, son of man? Is it a light thing to the house of Yehuda that they commit the abominations which they commit here? For they have filled the land with violence and have turned again to provoke me to anger. Behold, they put the branch to their nose. Therefore I will also deal in wrath. My eye will not spare, neither will I have pity. And though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, yet I will not hear them. Then he cried in my ears with a loud voice, saying, Cause those who are in charge of the city to draw near, each man with his destroying weapon in his hand. Behold, six men came from the way of the upper gate, which lies toward the north, every man with his slaughter weapon in his hand. One man in the middle of them was clothed in linen, with a writer's inkhorn by his side. They went in and stood beside the bronze altar. The glory of the God of Israel went up from the Cherub, whereupon it was, to the threshold of the house, and he called to the man clothed in linen, who had the writer's inkhorn by his side. And the Lord said to him, Go through the middle of the city, through the middle of Jerusalem, and set a mark on the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry over all the abominations that are done within it. To the others he said in my hearing, Go through the city after him and strike. Do not let your eyes spare, neither have pity. Kill utterly the old man, the young man, the virgin, little children and women, but do not come near any man on whom is the mark. Begin at my sanctuary. Then they began at the old men who were before the house. Then he said to them, Defile the house and fill the courts with the slain. Go out. They went out and struck in the city. While they were killing and I was left, I fell on my face and cried and said, Oh, Lord, Lord, will you destroy all the residue of Israel in your pouring out of your wrath on Jerusalem? Then he said to me, The iniquity of the house of Israel and Yehuda is exceedingly great, and the land is full of blood, and the city full of perversion. For they say, The Lord has forsaken the land, and the Lord does not see. 
As for me also, my eye will not spare, neither will I have pity, but I will bring their way on their head. And behold, the man clothed in linen, who had the inkhorn by his side, reported the matter, saying, I have done as you have commanded me. That was Ezekiel chapters 8 and 9. And now to the portion of the writings. We will read from Nehemiah or Nehemiah chapter 6. Now it came to pass when it was reported to Sanballat, Tobiah, and to Geshem the Arabian, and to the rest of our enemies, that I had built the wall, and that there was no breach left in it, though at that time I had not set up the doors and the gates. Sanballat and Geshem sent to me, saying, Come, let us meet together in the villages in the plain of Ono. But they intended to harm me. I sent messengers to them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? They sent to, the, to me four times like this, and I answered them the same way. Then Sambalat sent his servant to me the same way the fifth time, with an open letter in his hand, in which was written, It is reported among the nations, and Gashmu says it, that you and the Jews intend to re rebel. Because of that you are building the wall, and you would be their king, according to these words. You have also appointed prophets to proclaim of you at Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Yehuda. And now it will be reported to the king according to these words. Come now, therefore, and let us take counsel together. Then I sent to him, saying, There are no such things done as you say, for you are inventing them out of your own heart. For they were all trying to frighten us, saying, Their hands will be weakened from the work, that it shall not be done. But now strengthen my hands. I went to the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of Meherathabel, who was shut in at his home, and he said, Let us meet together in the house of God, within the temple, and let us shut the doors of the temple, for they will come to kill you. Yes, in the night they will come to kill you. But I said, Should a man like me flee? And who is there that, being such as I, would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. Then I perceived, and behold, God had not sent him, but he pronounced this prophecy against me, because Tobiah and Sambalat had hired him. For this reason he was hired, so that I would be afraid and commit a sin, and that they might have a matter for an evil report, that they might reproach me. Remember, my God, Tobiah and Sambalat, according to these their works, and also the prophetess Noadia and the rest of the prophets that would have put me in fear. So the wall was finished in the twenty-fifth day of Elul, in fifty-two days. And when all our enemies heard of it, all the nations that were around us were afraid, and they lost their confidence because they perceived that this work was done by our God. Moreover, 
In those days the nobles of Yehuda sent many letters to Tobiah, and Tobiah's letters came to them. For there were many in Yehuda sworn to him, because he was the son-in-law of Shechaniah, the son of Arah, and his son Yehonahan had taken the daughter of Meshulam, the son of Berechiah, as wife. Also they spoke of his good deeds before me, and reported my words to him. And Tobias sent letters to put me in fear. That was Nehemiah chapter 6. Now we have come to our final portion for today. The New Testament, or the Apostolic Writings. And we will read from Galatians, Paul's letter to Galatians chapter 5. Stand firm, therefore, in the liberty by which Mashiach has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, or Shaul, tell you that if you receive circumcision, Mashiach will not profit you nothing. Yet, yes, I testify again to every man who receives circumcision that he is a debtor to do the whole Torah. You are severed or severed from Mashiach, you who desired to be justified by the Torah. You have fallen away from grace. For we, through the Ruach, by faith, wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Mashiach Yeshua, neither circumcision amounts to anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith working through love. You were running well, who interfered with you that you should not obey the truth. This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little chametz leavens the whole lump. I have confidence toward you in the Lord that you will think no other way. But he who troubles you will bear his judgment, whoever he is. But I, brothers, if I still proclaim circumcision... Why am I still persecuted? Then the stumbling block of the cross has been removed. I wish that those who disturb you would cut themselves off. For you, brothers, were called to freedom. Only do not use your freedom for gain to the flesh, but through love be servants to one another. For the whole Torah is fulfilled in one word like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, be careful that you do not consume one another. But I say, walk by the Ruach, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Ruach, and the Ruach against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, that you may not do the things that you desire. But if you are led by the Ruach, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are obvious, which are adultery, sexual immorality, uncleanness, lustfulness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousies, outbursts of anger, rivalries, divisions, 
heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, even as I also forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Ruach is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Mashiach have crucified the flesh with its passions and lusts. If we live by the Ruach, let us also walk by the Ruach. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. That was Galatians chapter 5. However, if you are reading through the apostolic writings twice this cycle, you would also read Luke chapter 12, verses 1 through 34 today. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray that the Word of God will take root in your hearts and your spirit and bear much fruit. For now, Shalom from Yerushalayim. Until next time.